Morris Pearl has been on the show many times before. I had the pleasure to meet him months back. So nice to talk to somebody I've seen in person. He's chair of the Patriotic Millionaires. And the Pat Mills are a group of hundreds of high net worth Americans who are committed to making all Americans better off by building a more prosperous, stable, and inclusive nation. The group focuses on promoting public policy solutions that encourage political equality, guarantee a sustaining wage for working Americans, and ensure that millionaires, billionaires, and corporations pay their fair share of taxes. Now, previously, Mr. Pearl was a managing director at BlackRock, one of the largest investment firms in the world. Um, We are going to talk about some things that happened with regard to money, some things that sickened me as an American and a taxpayer and many Americans uh, along with me, regardless of their political ideology. Senators Burr and Loeffler, uh, insider training, uh, trading, excuse me, the patriotic millionaires say, There must be resignation and prosecution, and that is something many Americans are questioning and many more are demanding. More than a pleasure to have back with us Mr. Morris Pearl, chair of the Patriotic Millionaires. Mr. Pearl, thank you for joining us. I know things are crazy, and I thank you for taking the time this afternoon, sir. Hey, it's great to be on your show. I'm here in New York City where things are actually extremely quiet. Which is uh, amazing. Some someday we may miss staying home, but I don't think most of us do now. Um, in yeah. response, you know, there were reports that Senators Richard Burr and Kelly Loeffler sold off not just stock, but significant amounts of stock in the immediate aftermath after they were briefed on the spread of COVID nineteen, and publicly at the time, they were stating there was no reason for alarm. Um, you said this. This was a statement that you released as chair of the Patriotic Millionaires. Quote, Senators Burr and Loeffler have clearly placed their own personal financial interest ahead of the safety and well-being of their constituents, and they have no business continuing to act as public service servants. They must resign, and their misconduct must be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law under the 2012 Stock Act. Can you tell us first about the 2012 Stock Act and about this specific misconduct and how it is able to be prosecuted? Well, sure. Um, it, it just makes me sick how these people that should be fiduciaries working for the people of the United States are like working for their own personal gain instead. But I mean, I'll read you the sentence. Member of Congress may not use non-public information derived from their position as a member of Congress as a means for making a personal pro- a private profit, period. I mean, I mean, also stuff about employees, too, but. Just you're not allowed to do that. It's illegal. You're not allowed to get information you get as part of your job and use it for personal profit. I mean, I've known that for decades. As you said, I used to work for BlackRock, and one of my major clients was the government of the United States of America when we were working on the bailout and helping them determine how much the bailout was costing the taxpayers. And like the idea that we would have used all that data for like personal profit, I mean, it it would be less likely than stealing the silverware from the dining room at the Treasury Department. I mean, that's, I can't even think of a good analogy. Just people don't do that. I couldn't believe that they did that. I mean, it's absurd. Like, Like people who work for the government, they don't even think about doing that. I mean, that's what I thought anyway, until I read this article. I mean, I, It's just unbelievable that some people who are government officials would take advantage of the positions for their own personal profit. It's just, I can't, I mean, it's incomprehensible to me. 
I loved your analogy there, Mr. Pearl. Um, You said and you feel that the DOJ Department of Justice should prioritize investigating and prosecuting these senators. I also want to point out that (laughs) I also want to point out that I mean, well, I want to ask you, isn't it different because they're elected officials? I I mean, shouldn't it be different because they're elected officials? Well, elected officials or appointed officials, like, I mean, it would have been the same thing if it was the Treasury Secretary, not that it was, but they're, 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 they, they use the term public servants. They work for the public, their employer, they're, they're employed by the people through their government. It's like, it's like if you were in your radio station and stole the office furniture and sold it on eBay, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to your employer, you know? It's like, you just don't do that. I mean, it's it, it's the same thing as if anybody stole something worth millions of dollars from their employer and sold it for their own personal thing. Yes, they should be prosecuted, and they would be. And And when we look at what happened here, I mean, they clearly were saying one thing to their constituents and the American people, and were lying simply based on their actions, correct? Well, yes. I mean, lying is not a felony. I mean, it's it's evil and it's bad, but I don't know if they can be prosecuted for that in particular. I mean, they're, you know, a bunch of lying, evil hypocrites, but I don't know if that's illegal in the United States. <laughs> well, if it was, we know a lot of people, including our president, who would be locked up tomorrow. Um, but I when we talk, so, yes. When we talk about elected officials, the entire government depends on the American people trusting that their elected officials are working with their best interest at heart. Can you explain to people who don't play the market, Mr. Pearl, um, what not only that did for these two elected officials' personal gain, but what it does to the market and, and, and you know, as, as part of the economy on the well, whole? The, the United States of America is the financial capital of the known universe, People from all over the world invest money through firms on Wall Street. That's a major industry in the United States, from California to New York. A major part of the United States economy is banking and financial services. That depends on the fact that people from all over the world, including the United States, the rest of the world, trust, trust the United States financial system. And the reason they trust it is because we have all these laws and rules and regulations to enforce the fact that people who are handling other people's money act as fiduciaries. These guys, and I'm not saying it's just these two people. I mean, they're the ones that were in the news, but there may be others. The, the government officials or financial firm officials who use their their clients' information for their own personal gain, they are breaking that trust. And that is putting the whole financial industry at risk. The reason people in America don't send their money to invest in Russia is because people know that the Russian system is kind of corrupt and they don't trust it to that their money will be there when they come back for it years later. Russians invest their money here in New York because they trust the United States government protects investors. And if that trust is broken, then the whole thing will just fall apart. And the United States will have, you know, be a country run by oligarchs like Russia, 
with rich people hiding their money somewhere else. Uh, as you uh, alluded to, Mr. Pearl, using their official positions to benefit themselves at the expense of the American people, they betrayed the trust of those communities, of those constituents, and, and cracked the very foundation of our democracy at a time when trust in our government has never been more important. Can there be prior to criminal action, uh, action uh, by the Senate, uh, censure these individuals? Um, I mean, obviously, they, you know, they, they can push to have them resign, uh, but they can't just fire them and kick them out. They are elected officials, correct? Well, actually, they can. I mean, if they got a, they, I mean, they can expel a member with a vote of, I forget, a, a supermajority of like two thirds or so, if they really wanted to. I mean, I don't really expect them to do that, particularly with the current leadership, but they could. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think the, we have to at least agree that yes, this is wrong. And if you think it's wrong, well, then they should be out of the Senate. And if you think it's right, then frankly, you have a very different idea of how government works than I do. I think we have to realize, though, that the airline companies need a bailout because of lack of money to pay their bills. But if the airline companies fail, the airplanes will still be there. The airports will still be there. It's just the shareholders will end up not owning the airplanes anymore. If the banks foreclose on the airlines, they'll sell them to other companies. They'll still run them. So it's not that the airplanes and the airlines are being destroyed. It's the wealth of the shareholders that is going down in this case. And that's not what, frankly, that's Congress's job to protect is the wealth of the shareholders. No, Congress's job is to protect the livelihoods of all of the thousands and thousands of people who work for a living, whether it's in the hospitals or on the airlines or anywhere else. Our economy is marked by extreme inequality, Mr. Pearl, as you know. Uh, we've seen exit polls that show uh, recently that that's very important to the voter, uh, even if uh, whether they're Democrat or Republican or other or, you know, not want to be committed to a party. Uh, CEO compensation has grown 940 percent since 1978. Typical workers compensation has risen only 12 percent during that time. And from 79 to 2018, the wages of the top 1 percent grew 158 percent whereas the wages of the bottom 90% combined grew just 24%, less than one-sixth as fast. What, you don't have a crystal ball, I know, but just looking at what's going on now and how for how long this could potentially financially impact our nation, how bad will the inequality be, and can that be offset by proper choices with such a stimulus package? It's getting worse. People like you... You're not in your regular studio, but you're still working, still getting a paycheck. And that's true for lots of lawyers and bankers and you know other people here in New York and California and everywhere else. But there's lots of people who work in restaurants, who work in the service industry, who dry clean clothes, who manicure people's nails. They're not working. They're not getting paid. And if we have millions and millions of people not getting paid for months, well, their landlords are not going to be getting rent money pretty soon. All the businesses where they shop are not going to be doing well. And that's going to be a big problem, not just for them, though there will be a problem for them, but for a lot of people. And that's what I'm really afraid of. And that's why we have to do something about it. 
There's so much going on uh, quickly. Um, Firms that receive taxpayer dollars, uh, a lot of people saying should not be permitted to lay off workers or to outsource or offshore uh, work. Uh, Also, if they receive taxpayer dollars, must not be permitted to cut workers' pay or benefits um, or try to renegotiate the protections in union contracts. Uh, and should respect the workers' rights and must be required to remain neutral in any union uh, organizing effort, uh, the list goes on. Can you speak to that briefly? Well, that's what I was saying, that Congress has to decide what the purpose of the bailout is. If the purpose of the bailout is to help the workers, then yes, whoever gets the money should be required to use it to help the workers. That seems fairly straightforward to me. If the purpose of the bailout is to help investors and shareholders, well... And that's a different story. And I think what we have to do is make sure the Congress people who we elect to work for us know what kind of a bailout we want them to execute. And we know from the 2009 bailout that firms take advantage of government assistance. Um, and how do, how do we do that? I mean, right now we have such, it seems, a disconnect between Democrats and Republicans. And even though they can work on a, a bipartisan level, uh, we can count on industries in distress to accept the bailout. They can even accept uh, conditions. Um, but we, we need to do, obviously, different and better than the 2009 bailout. Again, speaking to your point, ensuring that working people, not just corporate executives and shareholders, benefit from the direct infusion of cash uh, from uh, the uh, government. Um, and uh, I just want to uh, you know, reinforce that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Mr. Pearl. Uh, Mr. Morris Pearl is the chair of the Patriotic Millionaires, taking time out of uh, his busy schedule, even uh, though he may be working from a home office as he should, and all of us are. Uh, thank you for being with us, Mr. Pearl. Website for Patriotic Great Millionaires. Sure, thank you. PatrioticMillionaires.org. On Twitter, at Morris underscore Pearl. On Twitter, Patriotic Mills at Patriotic Mills. And on Instagram at Patriotic Millionaires. I'm Leslie Marshall.